In the early hours of the morning of June 5, 1944, more than 150,000 men in more than 5,000 ships and 11,000 airplanes waited. Around the world, the President of the United States, Franklin D. Roosevelt, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Winston Churchill, and the absolute leader of the Soviet Union, Joseph Stalin, also waited. In Berlin, Adolf Hitler watched and wondered, and along the northern shores of France the German army was ready with miles of barbed wire, machine-gun nests, and artillery emplacements. The occupied nations of Europe and millions of Jews imprisoned in death camps waited, desperately hoping. The fate of the world hinged on the decision of one man, living in a small trailer, drinking too much coffee, smoking too many cigarettes, sleeping too little. He had already decided to postpone the project, called Operation Overlord, from May to June. Only twenty-four hours earlier he had decided to postpone again for a day, and he had already decided that it was necessary to send some of his very best young men into what one of his commanders described as futile slaughter. Now, at about 4 a.m. local time in England, surrounded by his senior commanders of the American and British armies, navies, and air forces, Dwight D. Ike Eisenhower had to make one last decision. Gamble on the weather and the English Channel tides, and hurl those thousands of young men at the Germans on the far side of the Normandy beaches. Or delay again, forcing a wait of two weeks for the next operational window, condemning the victims of Nazi tyranny to more oppression and slaughter, and postponing the eventual defeat of Adolf Hitler. Eisenhower expressed his decision quietly and clearly. Okay, let's go. With those three words, Eisenhower set into motion what author Cornelius Ryan called the longest day. Ike's staff moved into action immediately, and Eisenhower visited some of the troops who would be leaving for France within a matter of hours. He met with the press and casually announced that the invasion was on, confident the press was on his side and would not leak the news until given the okay. After talking with the reporters, Eisenhower performed an astounding feat of leadership in the face of extraordinary stress. He wrote the following, just-in-case, press release, before the troops had landed, before the results were known. Our landings have failed to gain a satisfactory foothold, and I have withdrawn the troops. The troops, the air, and the navy did all that bravery and devotion to duty could do. If any blame or fault attaches to the attempt, it is mine alone. It is mine alone. That's leadership. On June 5, Eisenhower stared into the abyss of complete catastrophe and did not blink. His career as D-Day's CEO has much to teach us. Decades after that cataclysmic D-Day, it is easy to take Operation Overload's success for granted. We know the Allied forces were able to gain a beachhead and eventually push their way through France, over the Rhine, and into Germany itself. We know that Hitler, faced by his own moment of defeat, was incapable of taking responsibility and instead escaped through suicide. But on June 5, 1944, those events were still in the future. The results of Overlord were unknown. As I write this, in the midst of the Great Recession, we live in a different world. 
While we are not engaged in a world war, the global economy is, to put it mildly, a mess. Everywhere you look, top management is operating under the most extreme pressure. Corporations' stock values have been shredded. Balance sheets seem to come only in the color red. It seems to have been forever since the credit markets functioned properly, and jobs are disappearing at the fastest rate in decades. Again and again, economists, business people, politicians, and the average American all say the only time in our history that was worse was during the Great Depression. And many people think that even after the current recession finally ends, we will find ourselves mired in an economic environment radically different from the pre-recession economy. It will be a long time before the future looks bright again. Why write a book treating General Dwight D. Eisenhower as a CEO? How is that supposed to help corporate America's executives do their jobs? Eisenhower's record is unique. Eisenhower was the chief executive of the organization that pulled off the most daunting business project in history, Operation Overlord, the Allied invasion of Normandy on June 6, 1944.